welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm your host, Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. This is the podcast where we take inspiration from the news, discuss it, debate it, and tell you how to survive everything. Hello, and welcome to How to Survive Your Life, our fourth episode. Whoa. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your fourth time, amazing. Thanks for sticking through it and listening in again. Daisy, Kaylee, how are you both doing? How are you both surviving? Daisy, I'll start with you this week. Oh, exciting. Um, I'm okay. I'm good. It was my wedding anniversary this week. My mum was adorable. She made her summer house into a restaurant for us which was very exciting so cute that is amazing it was honestly adorable was your mum the waiter she was she put a little black apron came out served us food we had steak it was great it was properly properly sweet but yeah so it's been a really nice week in that sense but i am a bit bored of lockdown now not gonna lie yeah Yeah, I concur. We're, we're again, we're a week ahead of the UK. So at the time of this recording, I think we're on our eighth week. Oh, yeah. Because if we're on the seventh week at the UK, yeah. Kaylee, how are you doing? How are you surviving? I'm good. I stubbed my toe and it was quite an epic ordeal. I did it on Saturday night. I have like a set of wooden stairs that come down into the bottom of the boat from the top of the wheel room. And I stubbed it on the bottom thing. I know that thing's there. I don't even know why I stubbed it. I wasn't drunk. I literally just stubbed my toe. But I was in so much pain. And you both must have stubbed your toe before where you just feel this complete insanity towards life. It's like, why? It's so sore. This extreme pain. It's never going to get away. Count to 10. 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 And then it goes away. However, this did not go away. And the reason why was because seven years ago, actually today, actually, I got a Facebook update of me in a wheelchair with a cast on my leg, and I broke my foot. (gasps) And so it's the same foot, and I'm still in a lot of pain with it now, which is why I couldn't run today, which was very annoying. But I'll, I'll try and make this very quick, tell you the story. It's quite funny how I broke my foot. I was in Italy. I was doing a show called Fairy Tale Remix. Nobody saw that, but Daisy just did a massive yawn. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you. I caught you. <laughs> oh, here she goes again. <laughs> he was interested, but I can't believe you outed me when I even muted it just in case I did that thing people do where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. You were on a, you're in Italy. So I was in Italy and we were doing a tour of two shows for a children's theatre theater company. I'm just plugging in my laptop because my battery's running out. Sorry, one sec. Distraction. Again, this is a, a very professional podcast here yeah. at How to Survive Completely. Your Life. I mean, I was going to say, also, can I just say whilst we have a slight interruption, it took every bit of my self-control to not yawn again when you started talking again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. She'll take it personally. No, I just, I, I don't. I don't even, yawns don't bother me anymore. She, yeah, she's it. bigger than that. She's yawning again. She's yawning again. She's yawning again. Is, but the problem is, when I'm so susceptible to yawning that if someone says the word yawn, yawn. It, may, it makes me yawn. <laughs> so if we stop talking about it, I'll start, I won't do it. 
That's potentially really dangerous information to know about you. So dangerous. I thought everyone had that. Don't you get, if someone yawns, it makes you yawn, if you think of a yawn. If someone says, if someone does a yawn, yeah, but if someone says the word yawn. I actually (laughs) started to make to yawn, to be honest. Uh-oh, uh-oh, we don't want the audience to start yawning. (laughs) You're yawning weeks ago, your arguments. I would just like to take this moment to say any time I tell a story, this always happens. <laughs> it always goes somewhere else. People yawning. Sorry. There's a fight that happens. Like the gooses come out with their babies. Okay. Kaylee, you were saying you were in Italy on a fairy tale some show. Tour. Tour, sure. I was playing Snow White, Little Red Riding Hood. And Cinderella. Now, Cinderella is a Bonnie Tyler Cinderella. She's a bit on the edge. She's got this massive blonde wig. And she's like always just going, yeah, yeah. Like she she was a bit manic and she was quite fun to play. But anyway, so we're touring around Italy. We're on the final day of the, no, the third final day of the tour. And then I'll go back to Barcelona where I was living at the time. So I say to my colleagues, should we film this one so that we've got it as a memory? And my my colleague, James, who's a fantastic actor, said, let's not film it. Bad things happen when you film stuff. Let's film tomorrow. Okay, cool. So we did the show. I was dressed as Snow White, but in the course of the show, I change into this, it's a, like a remix of me going through all the print, like the Disney princesses or whatever. And so the queen comes to give me an apple. I go to eat the apple. And I fall off the stage and I land into the audience and I land into the lap of a child. I'm just lying there in the audience. Now, I don't remember anything that happened, but I remember just seeing lots of shoulders just going mental because these kids were like, we have not seen anything like this. We fucking love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, so I, I get up. I don't even know I'm getting up right now. And I start saying stuff. I'm completely off script, which isn't very <laughs> unusual for me. I'm normally doing this. But my colleague, who's the Wicked Witch, is like, what is she doing? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> are you all right? And I was like, blah, 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 blah. and then I change into Cinderella. And I can't really walk, so I'm dragging my foot behind me. I go to the screen. I change into Cinderella. And at this point, the Wicked Witch goes off and then the Handsome Prince comes on. So I'm there as, at, dressed as the Bonnie Tyler Cinderella and I have to then sing a song with the children and I have to go into the audience and pick two children to come up on stage and sing this song for me called I'm Looking For My Prince. Well, I can't go into the audience. So I say to somebody, you, come here. <laughs> and the kid goes, no. And then I just point out another kid and I go, you, come here. And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I'll just do it on my own. So I just stood there in excruciating pain singing this song. Anyway, what happens is we go go through, I do the whole show and my colleagues are like, you haven't broken it. You wouldn't be able to walk on it. And I was like, okay, that's fair. That's true, true, true. Uh, lots of lots of things happen. I eventually get to the hospital and they scan my ankle instead of my foot. So they tell me I'm fine. I can go home. And I was like, absolutely not. You scanned the wrong part. <laughs> Six hours later, they scan my foot and they're like, oh, it's broken. It's very broken. In fact, it's fractured in six places. And yeah, I was in so much pain. There's a, there's a, do you know what? There's a lot of stories around that. Okay, ladies. So today we are talking about working from home 
A lot of people right now are telecommuting, working from home because, you know, a lot of countries are on lockdown or they're social distancing. Have you ladies, what are, what has been your experience with working from home? Well, I think it's a bit different because obviously I'm working from home in a more creative way because I've been either let go or furloughed. So I, I think my studio sort of here with the collaging and stuff. And that's kind of nice because I've got the whole space to myself. But I think it, I, I can't imagine how difficult it is. Like I have a friend who works in a bank and her and her partner are both working in her small studio flat. He's in one room, she's in the other. And then in the evening that I don't know, I just think I just think it is it must be really tough. And also somebody on a barge, they're working and they they've got to work from home on their barge, which is very small. And in the rain and they don't have a desk which is appropriate to be healthy for you to sit and they ordered a new desk the other day and they were like trying to jam it in through the doors and yeah it was quite it was quite interesting you just sort of see see how it is you know daisy have you done much working from home or have you in the past yeah i mean not recently but in the past i i used to work as like a, a fundraising and events manager and sometimes i would work from home but i think i wouldn't say i was the best employee working from home because <laughs> i definitely did take the mick a little bit and also would get really distracted by things I do a lot of house admin whilst working so I would like do a bit of work and then like put a wash on and there was just always something to do I I do find my house distracting I think it's it's tricky so because you know I'm an actor kind of freelance I've done you know freelance producing and freelance events and then in the past I worked from home in sales and I would say I actually I don't mind working from home, but you know, as an actor, what I used to do pre-lockdown is I would work a bit in the morning and then go to a coffee shop and work. Because like as an actor, you're, you know, or and I also write, so you know, I need someplace to write or just apply for jobs or just do random things. And so that's what I, I used to do just to like get out of the house or I'd go somewhere in the morning and then come home and work in the afternoon. I think I think I hear you on the writing thing because I'm also a writer and I haven't been able to really write anything during this because I've just, I've found it really tough to be in the space I'm always in and then also generating creative material. So I come to my laptop and I'm forcing myself to do something that I love to do. And I, yeah, it's it's interesting that conflict because then I'm like hard on myself, like what? You love this. Why aren't yeah. you doing it? And it's I do, I'm like, I don't know. There's just this sort of distance in my head where I can't seem to do it. Yeah, I actually didn't put it together until you said that. We're not like I love my house. And I have actually yeah. the last play I wrote, I wrote half of it at home, but that's also because I was getting my master's. So I was at school during the day, or I could go somewhere else and write and do yeah. other things that I am doing in my house now all the time. My husband's working from home right now. It, he's now in a good groove, but there's definitely a lot of adjustments to do. And I think also with working from home, you have to just, this also kind of has to do with being a freelancer, or an actor and a creative. You have to figure out, I think a little bit what you were talking about, Daisy, you have to kind of figure out your own schedule. Maybe you work in the evening and not for thing or maybe you work in the or sorry or you work out in the evening and not first thing or maybe you work out in the middle of the day or you could do the fun thing is you can do like your all your household chores while you're working <laughs> my first work from home job I had I was doing I was a recruiter and in sales and literally I would get up and my desk was two feet from my bed and that really sucked and it wasn't that I could go to a coffee shop and work because I'd have to be making phone calls and be loud yeah. and there's this thing called straightening the pictures and it's like a form of procrastination so if you're working from home 
you'll do everything apart from the work or like you're writing and you'll do everything apart from what you have to do even straightening the pictures that don't even need to be straightened and there's like lots of different examples which you can have other than straightening the pictures but it's quite a good one my pictures aren't very straight here uh, I need to get get going on that <laughs> Okay, well, ladies, let's get to it. Let's change some people's lives. If you are just tuning in or to remind you, this is a discussion debate podcast. And so each week, Kaylee and Daisy bring in top tips where they debate and I decide as the judge who is giving the best top tip and who is giving the best rebuttal. So I give points. I give two points for the top tip and I give one point for the best rebuttal. Now we have Kaylee is coming back as a returning champion. It is two to one. So Kaylee has won the last two episodes. Daisy won the first episode. Daisy is not happy about it. She is kind of uh, sulking as a word. Though I gotta say, <laughs> Daisy, I don't know why you were so, so surprised Kaylee is doing so well because you know she steals shows she does as we she is a show stealer <laughs> and i knew that from she the start i am a magpie <laughs> i am a magpie i knew that what i was getting into yeah you did so i i don't feel i don't really have i don't feel for you so a little context <laughs> that. so daisy daisy kaylee and i all met at improv show and our improv class and literally the first day of class we're doing an exercise and you know the teacher's giving feedback and blah 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 and then kaylee goes yeah but you know I feel like I stole that scene. Like, I think I just completely stole the scene. And that is directly what she said. It's directly what I said, but it's not what I meant. I meant like, because I was so like, funny though. Yeah. Anyway, it was very funny. And that's how I won your heart. It was. I mean, that whole week of improv was so much fun. I still feel embarrassed though, that when the, so the instructors send you feedback on email and oh. I completely misread what they had written. <laughs> so they have to give you positive feedback and negative feedback. And at the top of the negative feedback, he said, to be honest, I don't really have a lot to say here, which is, I'm sure, not what you want to hear. But I misread it. And I thought that it said, I have a lot to say here which is, I'm sure, not what you want to hear. So then everything else he wrote, which was really mild, I really took as a slap. So I sent him an email being like, I think if you've got all this feedback, you should actually say it in class. Like, it was basically like, when you say it to my face, buddy. And then I reread his first email and I was like, wow, he didn't even write that. So then I had to email again. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I just reread your email. I just realized this. I didn't know you sent him an email. I did. I emailed and then I emailed. I emailed twice and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I misread the first sentence, which completely changed the tone of what you were saying. Because it does. If someone says, Look, I've got some positive feedback and some negative feedback. And well, as for the negative, I've got a lot to say, which I'm sure is not what you want to hear. <laughs> Suddenly your back's up. Whereas if someone says, Oh, I haven't really got a lot to say, then you're, you're like, oh that's nice so yeah I just had to apologize for being a crazy person and he was like he said what such a nice he just had a really nice reply being like oh don't don't worry about it because he's such a nice man he is such a nice man <laughs> he's such a nice man and I think we should just do a little shout out to FA because they are an amazing improv school yeah they are obviously cool. they're closed now but we, we this podcast has come out of that yeah so. Attitude. What does what does FA stand for? Free association, is it? 
Mm. Yeah. yeah so they have free association improv they have classes in london so when lockdown is over i don't know what they do online but it might be worth looking but yeah yeah we will go and do the level three won't we yeah i don't know you don't know <laughs> <laughs> rude okay so let's get to the top tips and let's see what you ladies bring this week and per tradition the champion always starts here i am champion Okay, so my first top tip is don't lie, uphold your morals and try. It comes in the form of a poem, if you like, to rhyme. So let's get into it. People with children to look after are finding it most difficult to work from home. And this is understandably so. There are a significant rise in Lego related injuries. Cuts and scars from tripping or standing on Lego blocks have overtaken the stubbed toe, which I talked about earlier. Now, I don't have kids, so I don't have a Lego injury, but I do have a stubbed toe. And this is worrying since A&Es can't cope with all of the Lego incidences which are being admitted into the hospitals. And now also the amount of adults that are calling in sick to work because they have a crusader, not a crusader, a crusader stuck in their heel are so frequent that companies have started to see it as the new dog ate my homework. So they're like, oh, I stood on some Lego, I can't come to work today when they're remote working. Companies are being forced to reassess their legislation towards remote workers. And companies have asked their employees to prove that they have children. And one woman who got wind of this Lego get out of work clause, she had no kids. So she borrowed her neighbor's child and pretended it was hers to prove to her boss. And then she lied to her boss. So she could have a couple of days off work because her back was hurting. The truth was her back was hurting because she was working on a tiny barge boat and she didn't have the right desk, but she pretended it was a Lego incident because she didn't want to tell the truth. There's a wonderful song by the Black Eyed Peas, Don't Lie. I listened to it while I was researching. The song is called Don't Lie, yet all Will I Am does is spend the whole time saying how he lied. And in the words of Fergalicious, what you gonna do when it all comes out? You gonna see me with someone else? No, 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 don't lie. I'm just gonna sing a bit more. No, 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 don't try. We got a rule about this. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry. There's a lot of songs this week. So they say that the upside of remote working is that reports suggest that people feel more connected to their family, despite the fact that their little kid has left their Lego everywhere. They're still feeling more connected. But how can you feel more connected to your family when you're shouting piss, fuck and shit? when the Lego's been left everywhere. Chris O'Sullivan from the Mental Health Foundation says that there aren't enough hours in the day to look after your kids, work full time and keep up other responsibilities. If you are feeling overwhelmed, it is understandable, but make sure you speak up to your manager. Don't lie to yourself and think, I can manage. If you can't, it's okay, but be honest about it. Uphold your integrity. Open communication is extremely important right now. So in the words of Chris O'Sullivan and Fergalicious, don't lie and speak up instead because honesty is the best policy. Okay, great. Honesty, the best policy, don't lie is Kaylee's first top tip. Daisy, you're a muddle. Well, I actually, I have a poem. Oh, yes. Yeah. Here we go. This is a wonderful, momentous moment in How to Survive Your Life. Um, Judge, could you please, could you um, yes. rain in the heckling? Can I have the opposer to calm down and let, let the rebuttal? Calm down. Come okay, yes. sorry. Okay, so I actually came up with my own poem, which is Do Lie. 
Don't uphold your morals and don't try. I think that lying is something that is really underestimated as a work tactic. I don't think anyone ever got to the top by being completely honest. And to your employer, you are often just a number. And I think you've got to kind of play the system a little. So for example, if you are at home with children, yes, Lego injuries could happen. But you've got to ask yourself, why are your children such monsters? You know, (laughs) if you could maybe discipline them properly, teach them right from wrong, teach them a little bit of personal responsibility so they're not just haphazardly throwing Lego everywhere. And you may need to, whilst balancing your work, take a bit of time out to be with the kids. And I think that's okay because you've got to think that most workplaces make a huge amount of money and they give you such a small proportion of it. So, you know, fair is fair take some of that money back by taking back a little bit of your time you know it's a way of giving yourself a promotion without getting a promotion because proportionately if you work less hours they're paying you more for them and never tell your manager you're not coping because I I think that whilst in theory managers are supposed to be supportive I think they could use that information against you trust nobody great awesome I think that's a really cynical Okay, uh, well, we can't respond to it. So sorry, Kaylee. <laughs> That's her rebuttal. Okay, thank you, Kaylee. Thank you, Daisy. Cynical. <laughs> um, Daisy, it is now your turn for your top tip on working from home. Okay, so I did actually find a story about a woman who was murdered working from home. Big surprise. <laughs> And I was going to use it and because I thought, well, you know, I could bring in a bit of true crime as that's popular in podcasting. But it turns out I just found the story incredibly sad and I didn't know how to do it sensitively. So I've gone for something else because like I honestly love the podcast My Favourite Murder, which is a true crime podcast. But they have a genuine talent for making brutal crimes sound quite jaunty and quite fun. And I can't do it. So I I didn't think a man sort of bludgeoning his wife was was that fun on reflection. So instead, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) Working from home, (laughs) obviously, isn't something I've done since I had a proper job, which is years ago, because I've just been a comedian sort of worked part time for the past four years. But my last proper job, I worked as a fundraising manager for a national charity. My top tip for working from home is really to avoid loneliness. So I think at work, we can all admit that it's often, you know, you get a huge amount of just bullshit and you have to inverted commas play the game. And I remember many time in work thinking my boss and the, you know, the central marketing team were just lunatics with whatever they were coming up with I once suggested at a meeting that so there was a product they had and it was meant like a fundraising product it was like a read-along and it was for schools so it was to happen in people's school and like a live link up I said in the meeting it would be difficult to do in Scotland where I lived at the time because the date they had given English schools were on were in school but Scottish schools were on holiday And I was told that I was being too negative, which is obviously (laughs) insane. And there were so many times with my boss that I just, I could not physically do a big enough eye roll to express how I felt about her. But I had other colleagues, like the boss above her that I liked, and I had some direct colleagues who I loved. I had one colleague called Katrina Connolly, who I adored, 
And we used to keep each other company and that's what you need. Like we used to play this game called bullshit bingo. And what we would do is (laughs) if we had meetings with a marketing team, we would write down terms that they use on each other's paper, like synergy and silo and on brand. And then it was the first of five of getting bullshit bingo. And I think having someone in work who acknowledges just what fucking madness it can be is really helpful And I think in a world where like positivity is always wins and you always have to be like positive, 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 you actually do need someone to tell the truth to and be like, this is nonsense. And I think, yeah, because bosses on paper, they support you, but in reality, I don't think they really do. And I think you've got to have like someone who can just emotionally keep you in check. And I think bosses aren't capable of doing that. And I think what they do if you say oh, I can't do something, they'll just say, well, it's because you're not good enough as opposed to they need to do something different because they're always going to like back their own corner. So I think you should get a work friend. And obviously when you're at home, that's difficult, but maybe just like Skype a work friend call a work friend and just always have someone who's sort of on your side because I think bosses could be very manipulative and you need someone who can just sort of be there be there with you I love it great thank you Daisy and Kaylee your rebuttal uh Kaylee we can't hear you I muted myself do you know what (laughs) I was literally about to do an impression of Kaylee going (laughs) I think all of Daisy's answers were really good (laughs) I think just to put a really positive spin on things Daisy should win I love that I love that and you know what it wouldn't it wouldn't be beyond me you know I I might do something like that but um (laughs) Not right now, because I've got quite a lot to say about your top tip. Sure. Yeah, I'll see, as you're saying. I do want to begin by saying, applauding you, Daisy, for your uncanny ability to make your top tips about yourself. You know, that was almost a CV, promoting yourself <laughs> as a future employer. So well done on that one, babe. Also, you seem to have a chip on your shoulder about bosses. I don't know, maybe that is because you lie to them. Like you said in your rebuttal, you lie to bosses. Maybe that's why you can't have a good relationship with them. And also what I noticed, I picked it out as a phrase you said in your top tip, tell the truth, which is my tip on the first one. So yes, we should tell the truth and we shouldn't lie because then we can have better relationship and also avoiding loneliness is interesting um I think it's nice to make friends but to avoid loneliness is quite a very vast topic and I think when we experience negative emotions like loneliness when we lean into it we grow further as people because we're able to understand ourselves look at her rolling her bloody (laughs) eyes not an eye roll we are able to grow we are able to grow more when we look into the negative and the positive so I do think it's important to make friends at work but I also think I still maintain that it's important to be honest and if you are having problems with your boss you've got to talk about it okay great this was a hard one actually because I do actually agree with both of your arguments. I think it is important, especially right now in COVID to, and your telecommuting and whatnot, to be honest with your boss. I've also noticed a lot of friends who have quote unquote proper jobs or nine to fives. They have mentioned that this, the good thing that's come out of this is they've actually been talking more about how they feel. They've been able to talk more to their, their managers and their managers have been talking more to them. Their team members have been talking more about how they feel. And I think that's really good. And I think that is 
is important. And I agree with Daisy. I, as, as, as a freelancer, as someone who has worked from home, it is nice in a normal world to go to a coffee shop and work with somebody. I think that's so important. But since we can't do that, it is nice to maybe Skype someone or call someone. So first, I want to deal with the rebuttals. And I'm going to give the rebuttal one point to Daisy because, Kaylee, you basically didn't rebut Daisy's argument. You just kind of talked more about yours. So I'm going to give the point to Daisy for the rebuttal and I'm going to give the argument to Daisy. I'm giving us to Daisy. Find a friend. Though I do agree, it's important not to lie. So you, no, you don't agree. You've just said I've lost. It's fine. You are a fucking liar. You know what? I'd do like you to want say a negative one point. Thing. Do you want a negative point, Katie? I'll have a negative point. Give me it. Give me it. I'll have it. I'll have it. Podcast around and I will give you a negative point. I need can to I, say something. Can I just say very quickly, though, in the spirit <laughs> of honesty, Cassidy, because I know you like us to be honest, this podcast, just for a moment there, got a little bit too shrill for my liking. <laughs> <laughs> we've lost 50% of our listeners who just could you just Cassidy bring that down a little just a little bit you're so patronizing <laughs> oh don't bring no, Australian I... into it it was bad enough when it was shrill I didn't hear anything because all I heard was me 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 listen to my CV <laughs> give me a job employees who's um <laughs> He's got the point. Okay. No, you have. No, Molly, I just want to pick up one thing. I do have to say it. So in the past, in podcasts, you've often celebrated Daisy for bringing in her top tip into her rebuttals. So I did that today and you didn't like it when I did it. So I'm just, I'm just saying that was for me quite surprising. Who's the judge though? No, I know, but I'm just, I've got a voice. You know what? No, Kaylee, Kaylee does make a point. It doesn't change my points, but she does make a point. And I appreciate you saying that. So therefore you now do not have a negative point. (gasps) Oh, thank you. And you know what happened there, Daisy? Listen to this. Listen to what happened there. You still have zero points though. I didn't lie to the boss. I told the truth to the boss. You know, Molly's the boss. I told the truth and then I got my point back. So let's just say, even though I didn't win, I'm the Gareth Gates of this podcast and I Can I just failed. say, in the longer term sense in life, I really feel like Gareth Gates lost. Also, <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. But also, I think it's weird in terms of the dynamic of this podcast and our friendship, how often you call Molly the boss. But if that's what does it for you, Cassidy, as you were. Yeah, I do what I want. Thank you. Okay, moving on to top. <laughs> <laughs> so sassy today top tip number two daisy you are gonna go first okay my top tip number two is to be careful of modern technology so we've seen there's a lot of zoom calls that go wrong now and i have to say it really tickles me there's a youtube if you put into youtube working from home fails compilation there's one guy in his pants and his colleague is calls him and says oh like you're camera's still on we could see you and bless him he panics and immediately like walks into a door and knocks himself out and it is <gasps> honestly in terms of physical comedy it is high shelf it is very funny but by far the worst thing I've seen in terms of working from home fails and it's honestly it's hilarious was an email exchange that went viral because the guy who was working from home was watching porn and then he accidentally screen shared. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a sex shamer. I think sex shaming is wrong. 
I'm not. I think that, you know, just to make a slight political point here, I think that people should pay for porn, but I don't have any problem with people watching it. However, I think if you are going to be in something... If you're going to be watching something like Gang Bang on Wheels, the least you want for your day is other people not to know about it. But I do think it's bad to shame sex, just in a completely separate note. When I was at uni, we were talking about this in a module called Women in Crime. And they told us that in the 14th century, because monks were told sex was wrong, they dug up a woman's body, like a dead woman's body, and tried to breathe in her like putrefied flesh to put them off sex for life so I do think oh! if you I know I do think if you tell people sex is wrong then it will make them mental but I do think you have to be careful with technology that you're not doing it on your work computer because I although I'm very liberal I'm Scottish so I have quite a healthy sense of shame so okay there's basically no details of where this guy works but I'm going to literally read out the email to you because I think it's so funny so the email title is remote access and this is the email he says morning Callum hope you're feeling better I can see you've logged in via remote access your screen here is visible and we can all see that you are watching porn in between inquiries if you go to the top of the screen there's a menu bar one of the icons will have a blank screen option if you can click that it will blank out your office machine so you can carry on with what you're doing in private thanks gary it consultant i would die i would literally i mean my family didn't talk about sex which I think is healthy my granny when we watched Titanic and the sex scene which is basically just like a hand going down a steamed window literally almost had a heart attack she was like that is awful she was appalled and I I think that if that were me and I that had happened at work I just I would immediately quit my job change my name move town so if you are using technology and work software don't wank on your work computer that's basically it be careful of modern technology great thank you Daisy Kaylee your rebuttal um I thought Kate that Daisy's reply was really good I I, um... (laughs) am she muted herself again so that was me (laughs) it's only so you can't hear me laughing during your top tips also, I find it quite encouraging when you laugh, so... No, I know, that's what I mean. Oh, I see. And it's not right, is it, for the argument? Because I'm supposed to be... Yeah, thanks for admitting you. it, though. No worries, I don't lie, babe. I thought you were a silent laugher, which I thought was just weird. <laughs> I'm a silent laugher, actually. Yeah. I, Are you? Yes, so I used to be... When I find th- things really funny, I, I'm a silent laugher. But then when I started doing improv, you know, you want to be encouraging to people. And so now that's why I have this really weird, like, ah, because I'm like, I want people to know. Like, I <laughs> I've never noticed that laugh. I hate my laugh. Oh, my I God. I love your laugh. It's so weird. See, I like your, I like both of your laughs, but I hate my mine. favorite mm-hmm. thing about Molly is her English impression. Can I it's hear exquisite. it? And I think I should get a bonus point for saying that because it's wonderful. There will not be any bonus points for sucking up to the judge. How good is it, everyone? That actually is quite good. It's very funny. The other day I heard somebody talking and I was like, is that Molly doing her impression? (laughs) 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 Okay, Kaylee, back to you. Oh, yes, in my rebuttal, Daisy was saying that she's Scottish and she's got a healthy amount of shame. Well, I'm Catholic and I've got a very unhealthy amount of shame. I just wanted to say that. That's basically my rebuttal only joking but it's interesting that you picked the modern technology and you just basically talked about 
people who are watching porn. What about all the people who aren't watching porn? You have given them no tip now. It's just given to a very small niche amount of people who are watching porn and sharing their screen and also who don't know how to be secretive about it. It feels like this modern technology that you were discussing is a bit <laughs> you've been framed, like of the modern world. I hated watching you've been framed because I was like, they, they must be so sore. That guy, a, a jet ski just hit him in the head. He must be like, not okay. And the same with these TikToks and these funny little remote videos. It feels like people are like, oh no, that's... And also, is it true? Are they just staging it to look like that? Because they've seen a loophole. So we don't really know what the truth is there. And they should be telling the truth. But the main thing I got from your thing was that you, this guy, Gary, very nice guy wasn't horrible at all this boss figure so i think oh, it's that's kind of not nice his boss that's the it consultant oh okay okay well anyway <laughs> let's try and find something else but i think that you should share your porn <laughs> with the whole of the office because <laughs> then you get you get <laughs> i think you should share your porn with the whole of the office because what happened there when that happened when he shared his accidental screen to the whole office he was able to realize that gary's a good guy Gary contacted him. Gary Gary knows. Gary watches porn. Gary keeps it secret. Gary gives him the secret and says, listen, do this, mate, and then no one can see. Then they have a good relationship. Great. Amazing. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, You're welcome. It is now your second top tip. Great. So I think this is my favorite one. Sorry. I never laugh, but I'm just going to mute my mic just in case. Okay. <laughs> Burn. So my second top tip is be creative and sandwich your day with your very own tailor-made commute. So research suggests that UK commuters will spend over a year in their lives commuting in a pre-COVID-19 climate. In this time of remote working, we can be grateful for something. That's the quality time that we get back as we aren't commuting that long distance anymore. We also get a bit of our sanity back as being sardined on a rush hour tube was an extremely stressful experience. So what did you do on your commute, apart from smell your neighbor's armpit? Or what did you want to do on your commute? I say that because when I took the rush hour tube, I didn't really have space to read, which I love to do. And if I had forgotten my headphones, I was very much gutted that I was unequipped in what I would define as hell. The typical traveling time in London is one hour to get anywhere just on one trip and then one hour back. So looking at that, that's like two hours of our lives that we've gained back for ourselves that we don't have to compromise on. So why not have a 30 minutes extra in bed if you're remote working now? And then with the spare 30 minutes, recreate your commute. Yeah, guys, let's go for it. I'm not saying flout the physical distancing rules and get your neighbours over to ride the imaginary commute that you're trying. Although you could do a physical distancing conga out in your street if you want to. That could be quite fun, actually. Instead of holding each other's hips, you could hold the air in front of you and dance around the cul-de-sac for half an hour. I mean, it's fanciful, but there maybe are some more manageable things. Read. So sleep in bed 30 minutes. You could read. You could listen to a podcast, our podcast. Put on an amazing playlist and listen to it, even dance to it. Cook an extra special breakfast. You could just stand, you could sit, you could meditate, you could do some yoga, or you could just walk around. 
Um, I like the idea of opening and closing the door at the start and the end of your remote working day. If you have a door, some people don't have doors. And also, I like the idea of changing out of your clothes into like something more specific to the work thing. So your brain can readjust and put you in a put you in a different space, even though you're in the same space. I think it just puts you in a can do mind frame. I think you could also schedule a five minute commute after every single Zoom call. I read an article on the New York Times by Kate Murphy, and I really recommend reading it. It's called Why Zoom is Terrible, and it's a fantastic article. I I do really recommend everyone reads it. It speaks about my own disgruntlement. She doesn't mention me in it, but I'm just relating to it. It speaks about my disgruntlement with video conversations, and it says, The distortions and delays inherent in video communication can make you feel anxious, isolated, and disconnected. So actually, Zoom calls are having quite a negative impact on our subconscious without us even knowing it. So this research is really important because then after every Zoom call, we really need to take care of ourselves and go the extra mile. So the because you would walk to a meeting, but now you're not doing that. So you need to make sure that you're scheduling in sometimes after these Zoom calls to get on board with yourself. Flagging is directly linked to excessive Zoom calls and our brains strain to make sense of the distorted perception presented. There's delays, freezes, blurs, and it really makes us feel unsettled. I've definitely felt like that. So before and after a Zoom call, leave your desk, do the walk, do the conga if you want to, get a drink, breathe, listen to the Venga boys. They have a song online, which is a cover example of Zoom, 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 Zoom. I'm here alone in my room. It's very good because I love the Venga boys and I had a lot of fun researching this by listening to that song again. It's a parody and it's really fun. And the best thing about the article I read was the comment about not looking the person in the eye in Zoom calls because you can't give good eye contact in a Zoom call, which unsettles us. And more often than not, we're just looking at ourselves, uh, how we're coming across on the video. I did a casting on WhatsApp and I hated it because I could see myself in the casting, back at myself in the WhatsApp group chat, and it made me feel really uncomfortable. And I came out of it feeling very negative and I didn't do anything. I didn't do like scheduling a commute or anything like that. And I did felt a little bit like groggy. So I feel like if you take into consideration these commutes, fold them into your day, make some adjustments, you'll feel a little bit more better. Great. Okay, Daisy, your rebuttal. My rebuttal, I'd like to start with something very key, I feel, which is Kayla at one point said to recreate her journey on the tube, something like you haven't got anyone's hips to hold on to. And I just thought... Kaylee, if you're holding on to people's hips, it's the conga. It's the conga on the tube. You are. You've got bigger (laughs) issues, and we need to talk about it. Maybe off air. So anyway, talking about it to you, mate. Oh, I in many ways don't want you to talk to me about your sort of sex pestery, but I just feel like (laughs) maybe talk to a professional, someone who can help you. Anyway, so what I love most about (laughs) Cassidy's argument was how nonsensical it was because firstly you're asking people to recreate the part of their day they liked the least which makes no sense to me but how you're asking them to recreate a commute which you can't do without you know commuting is basically just doing something different it's like why not do yoga or read because that's a completely different thing Kaylee so you're not recreating a commute then you know it's like saying to someone oh can you not get out and walk 
why don't you sit down and read a book and then just call it walking? It's not the same thing. And if you were to recreate a commute, I would suggest that you stand in a cupboard so you don't have any space, hang a fish or something foul smelling in there so you can really get the essence of the London tube and then read your book, but in quite low lighting and also keep moving the book, just sugar it around so you can't really focus on it. And then... Just stay in there, uncomfortable for a good sort of, I don't know, half an hour to an hour. Maybe if you can get someone on a sort of Skype call, like preferably a middle-aged man who's just going to make you feel uncomfortable and stare at you. That's, again, another really key thing of the London commute. And then you've you've recreated your commute, whereas just telling someone, oh, why don't you read or do yoga? That's none of those things are a commute. So I, I would not recommend recreating the worst part of your day. It's like, oh, you fell over. You didn't like it. Why don't you just fall over again? It's, 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 non, it's nonsense. Just hit yourself in the face. Feel more pain. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you. Okay, ladies, doing really good on these. These are actually really good. I do like how I say actually, like I'm surprised at how well they are. Yeah. But I'm going to give this one to Kaylee. Basically, I like what you're saying here. You take the positive, like normally it takes you an hour, for example, to get to work, lie in an extra 30 minutes, and then take that other 30 minutes, you get an extra, you basically have an extra hour for your life. Maybe take that 30 minutes and still listen to your podcast, our podcast. Uh, you can like and subscribe wherever you get a podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and Player <laughs> FM. Thank you. So you can listen to your podcast. You can read just like you would on your commute, but you're actually doing it and a better way in a better manner so I like that it's a better positive spin and I really like that being creative so that is I'm going to give two points to Kaylee for her top tip I just like saying thank you you're welcome and for the art for the rebuttal I'm going to give it to Kaylee again because Sherry is caring and fuck off That was the stupidest argument I have ever heard. And I cannot (laughs) believe you're giving her points for it. Well, what does that say about your top 10 then? Okay. Both top tips are good. We're not going to judge. We're not going to judge the judge. Let's remember that. And uh, ladies. I'm judging the judge right to your face, judge. (laughs) (laughs) Remember what the judge can do. I love it. I want to recreate podcast later so i'm just gonna smack myself in the face <laughs> but i if i was the judge i would give you a bonus point for shushel i love how daisy before she was all like be the bigger person kaylee it's not that big of a deal and now daisy's like fuck you judge Ah. <laughs> it's like this fire that comes inside you when you like moves it's like you know the clowning I'm like it's like what losing. you want this is now going to be the third episode you and I'm don't lose know that I... it honestly could enough. go either way it could go if either I way. lose this episode I'm happy ah. this is over <laughs> okay we are now into our final top tip kaylee you will begin what is your final top tip for working from home um okay so my final top tip is set healthy boundaries it's vital that people take care of themselves and the work that they do there are negative implications associated with remote working especially interns of burning out and overworking people are 
overworking a lot because they can because they're in the space and we need to be aware of zoom because people sort of assume that you're always available so they just think that they can ring you whenever you need to take a break breathe process and try and get some fresh air if you can that would just be like hanging your head out the window or something because obviously we're in self-isolation situation so we all know the famous story of the emperor's new clothes an emperor who was told by two entrepreneurs that they can make him the finest silk that is visible to those who are fit to do their jobs and only fools cannot see the cloth now in the story nobody wants to be a fool even if it is at the expense of seeing what you actually saw but what's wrong with being a fool in the tarot deck, the Fool is a wonderful card symbolizing boundless energy and adventure. In a remote working situation, nobody wants to be the one who says how they really feel because they are scared they will unsettle their boss. There we go again, we're talking about bosses again. But the truth is, how your boss or your colleagues feel is an assumption you don't know until you open up the communication and tell them. In an email or on the phone, not on Zoom, in case it freezes when you get to your most important thing you want to say, and then you don't say it because it cuts out. So Alison Green says this in an article on Vice, in Vice magazine, which is available online. And the article is called, How do I set boundaries with my boss during a pandemic? So I think it's really important. It sort of links in with my first top tip about not lying. Sometimes work can make us feel like it expects constant access to us, when in reality, we could push back further without repercussions. So I think it's important for us as people to know our limits and to live by them and make healthy boundaries because as people we can often once our boundaries get loosened we let all sorts of negative implications come in and complicate our lives when really we can just be on top of that and say I'm really sorry I can't make that call now I'm doing something else and even factoring family time in is important and just because your boss expects you to do that you don't have to because you know your boundaries they are healthy and you live by them thank you great thank you Kaylee Daisy, your rebuttal. Well, I mean, firstly, I'm not surprised that Kaylee is defending the fool. <laughs> but what I... I love that. I am the fool defender. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I would say about sort of overtly pushing back and setting boundaries with authority figures like a boss is, as I've said before, bosses can be quite unreasonable and I'm actually going to tell you a story because I feel so passionately about this point there was a man so this story goes way back this is actually from the 80s there was a man called Jonathan Smith and he worked uh, in administration in a lawyer's office now his boss always tried to keep him after half five until six and one day Jonathan had enough and he came in and he said to his boss no no more I don't want this I'm gonna make a boundary at 5 30 on the dot I'm leaving so for a week or so that's fine then one week later the boss has a really important client and things to get ready for the morning. And he says, Jonathan, can you please just stay late today? And Jonathan said, no, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I've set my boundary. He walks out. The next day, Jonathan is fired. Then after he is fired, can't get another job because of the disgrace of having been fired. His wife ends up leaving him. His daughter, who's at that time a teenager, grows up to have abandonment issues. Because of these abandonment issues, she turns to drugs. It's not long before she's turning tricks and she's a prostitute. 
and eventually she dies of an overdose. So I think what Cassidy is suggesting here is that if you have a job and a family, you put yourself in a position that your one dear daughter will one day be turning tricks for drugs money before she dies head down in a CD bedsit in a, a far-flung corner of London. So that's my rebuttal. It's a very, very um, good story. What's the story <laughs> called? What's the story called? <laughs> it's the story of Jonathan Smith. Hey, did you read that as a child in the reading daughter. corner? Okay, okay. The story of Jonathan Swift. It's a well-known fairy tale where I come from. Just kidding, I've never Is heard it? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fairy tales actually are pretty gruesome. <laughs> they are. About them. I mean, not that bad. Yeah. They're, no, they're pretty bad. I think they're worse than the Jonathan Smith one. But... Little Mermaid, didn't she get like... I mean, she did die. I think in a lot of fairy tales, they usually end up dying. Yeah, that is true. The Little Mermaid, like she got chopped up and put in the sea. Anyway, we digress. Basically, Hollyoaks is the modern day fairy tale. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Daisy, your third and final top tip for surviving work from home. Okay, so for my final tip, I'm going to assume that your job is in some way linked to making money for a profit-driven organization. So if you're a human rights lawyer or something like that, crack on, work hard, disregard this tip. But for the majority of us that check in and out of the daily grind for little financial reward or a work-life balance, I would use working at home as an opportunity to take the piss wherever possible. Take every advantage at home and if possible, turn off your phone at five be unreachable at times it's important to keep boundaries (laughs) 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 I wrote (laughs) I consider wearing pajamas all day, flicking through social media when you have the chance, you know, treat yourself. Apparently, employers are being more watchful than ever and they're worried employees aren't pulling their weight. So if they're distrustful in any way, you may as well take advantage of it. Have a cheeky wine after four, power nap at the desk, play Candy Crush whilst on a conference call. I mean, have a cheeky cheeky wank if you want to just literally it's your time remember you're a number they'll get rid of you when it suits them so do most of your time but make working from home as easy for you as possible and then cover your tracks by making a big noise about how much work you're doing so I was once appraised at my work and I was really honest and I got told I was underperforming the next year on very similar sort of results I said how hard I've been working how great I've been doing and I got overperforming because bosses are stupid so definitely blow your own trumpet to cover the fact you're not doing as much I would like to take this moment also to pay homage to the ultimate piss taker who was back in 2013 there was a US man who a man from the US I should say not US man that made no sense who was caught um, outsourcing his work to China so basically he was a software developer who paid part of his salary a small part to a Chinese company to do his work for him and then he basically just stayed on YouTube YouTube and watched cat videos all day. He's kind of a hero to the piss taking employees kind of worldwide. So I kind of I mean it was a, it was a tech company called Verison who did an audit for the company and it was because it was like a security breach because this guy was sharing information with the guy doing the work for him that they found it. But I thought that you've got to have a very special spirit and a 
particularly thick skin, I think, to get away with talking to your boss and doing appraisals, knowing that you're not doing any of your work. You've just paying someone else to do it less than what you're being paid and making a profit. (laughs) But yeah, I would say take the piss because I think that employers do treat their employees quite badly at times. A lot of, you know, people don't even get good working conditions now. A lot of people don't get permanent contracts. And I think that employers in many ways take the piss themselves. So if you've got the chance to take the piss, I would get it in. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. Okay, so I think that the take the piss thing is in excess. I think there's a limit to how much you can take the piss. I'm all for a cheeky wank, wine, worry, like for sure. But I, I just think wish you wouldn't do it on the call. <laughs> That's why I mute myself. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, so what I'm saying is I'm all for that, but I think there's an excess of it. And um, boundaries aren't just about things that you make with your boss or your place of work. Boundaries are things you set with your family and within yourself. So you need to have healthy boundaries within yourself in order to live a fulfilling life full of the values that you admire. So what you're advocating is alcoholism. What's that word? Nymphomania, an excess of overindulgence, which isn't healthy at all. We don't want everyone to turn into slobs. We want people to grow. Like, I definitely think that you should go easy on yourself. And my boss at Greenwich Museum is a lovely boss. She's wonderful. She's always saying, like, do what you can. If you can only do 20 minutes work today, just do it. Oh, should I be saying that on this? No, but she, she, I do my work. Well, not now I'm furloughed. But, like, she's just such a nice boss. And she's always addressing what your needs are and how you're doing. But I think that you're not able to do as much, I think, when you're working from home. So I'm... I do agree that you should go easy on yourself, but I don't agree that you should take the piss. Also, the economy would be in ruins if everyone, if every single person working from home took the piss. Now, what are the statistics on the progress of the world? Like, I think, yeah, maybe we do want to be living in Victorian England again with the sewage system uprooted and there's poo and we everywhere. But (laughs) if you want to live in a world like that, Daisy, you're okay. You've got your summer house. You've got your wedding anniversary that your mom's coming as the waiter but not everyone some people live in London and they need the economy to be functioning with people who are going easy on themselves not taking the piss and working a little bit I I, like I said before I think we need healthy boundaries not just at work but with ourselves thank you Kaylee thank you okay ladies really great tips there I'm going to give I'm gonna give the rebuttal first and I'm gonna give a point to Daisy for her beautiful fairy tale rebuttal uh, that we all know of Jonathan Smith. I thought that was a really good creative point. So I'm giving you a point for that for the rebuttal. The top tip, two points, and really this is going to decide it either way, is going to go to Kaylee. Oh, yes! <laughs> I do think it is important to set boundaries, healthy boundaries, especially when you're working from home. Um, I, you know, fucking believable. <laughs> I said set boundaries literally in my point. I, you're the judge. You get these things in advance. I had already said set boundaries. John. Yes, but your main thing This is was, bullshit. This is bullshit. Was said, take the piss. Your main argument is take the piss. It's true. It's true. Um, and if anything... Fucking believable. This is biased. Cassidy got a point <laughs> for saying recreate your commute. I'm not I'm not here next week. 
listeners, it's been lovely <laughs> meeting you. I hope you've enjoyed me. I have lost three games in a row. This is now for a subjective thing, utterly biased. Fuck you, Molly. Fuck you, Kaylee. This is my show. I regret working with you both. Daisy Earl is out. Goodbye. Um, if you're still listening, and thank you, you didn't, and you even gave Cassidy her negative point back. This is honestly, this is bullshit. I did that for you last week. I did that for you last bullshit. week. Bullshit. Bullshit. Same thing happened to you. Aw. No, Daisy, I think that your points, like, I will just take this moment. She took her headphones off. She can't hear me give her this compliment. Put your headphones on, Daisy. Put your it's headphones okay. on. It's okay. okay. We're gonna we're gonna end it there, ladies and gentlemen. I can still hear you. I was just Oh, she can't. No, I wanted to say I wanted to say that. I think that you're I always really I'm always like, oh man, how am I gonna rebuttal that? So I think that you're 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 really good and I'm just better. Sorry. <laughs> Ladies, here's the I'm thing. joking, I'm joking. You both are amazing. I love you. And you both fucking know that. I don't know why I agreed to be the judge, okay? Because no one's gonna like me. You two. We, anyway. do, we actually really like you and you won everyone over with your British accent. Maybe mm. you want to do it again. I thought your British accent was quite weak, actually, for a professional actress. <laughs> I've got nothing to lose, I feel. I think I should put that out there. I, I am a professional and because of that, you know... I'm going to come back to the show next week for the listeners because, you know, I, I enjoy this show. Thank you, Daisy. I want you both to know on a personal level <laughs> that you're dead to me. Right. I figured that. If you need anything from me in real life, know that I will not come to your aid. But I like the show. So I'll keep I'll keep playing. But I think this is... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that, Daisy. I appreciate your professionalism. And it's been nice being your friend. (laughs) I really loved our short friendship. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was fun too. For me... Kaylee, you and I can still hang out. I think we can stay friends. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah. And if if Daisy wants to come back, we're here for her. We're here. We're here. We're here for Skype sessions, you know, because it's important to have a friend when you're working from home. Avoid loneliness. Avoid loneliness. Are you guys quoting my own points at me? You are unbelievable. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this has, has been, been how, how to... to Survive Your Life. You've been listening to me, the long-suffering <laughs> Daisy Earl. You've been listening to Molly Mervin, who is best friends with Kaylee Casty, who have been conspiring <laughs> against me. Thank you for listening to us. Our song or sound has been by blah, blah, blah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Judge. I stole your role. <laughs> so yeah, she said pretty much it. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at how the number two to survive pod on Facebook, how to survive your life. You can email us if you don't like social media, because we understand it. How to survive your life pod at gmail.com. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to Jazar for our theme music. <laughs> <laughs>